catch it. It remains a very, very good FA Cup final. And catch it! Good evening to everybody and welcome to the Twitter space or X space, I should say. Uh, obviously, we've got lots to get through. Uh, I'm Stuart. Obviously, I'll be joined by my co-hosts, uh, Danny and Mark uh, from the All, Sk All Things Sky Blue team. I'm, I would imagine that Glenn will be on at some point as well. Uh, unfortunately, Josh can't be with us again uh, this evening. Uh, so obviously, we have got a lot to get through. Um, so first of all, just remember where you can find us on WhatsApp, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. We are on FanHub as well. You can also find us on the Spotify, Amazon and different podcasts, wherever you get them from. Uh, at the moment, going around as well, um, there's the uh, Look Sports Media Awards, which you can do nominations for. So if you'd be so kind and go and nominate us, this is on links. Uh, so have a look on there as well. We're sponsored by Right Steel Fabrications uh, that can do your fabrication work up and down the country, uh, mainly in the West Midlands area in Warwickshire, but he is willing to travel to different places. And we're also partnered with the Anecdote Sports Bar as well. So I hope everybody's well um, and um, good. Uh, Wes has just put a message in there. Uh, good evening, lads. Good evening to you, Wes. I hope you're okay, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Uh, obviously, we are joined by um, Glenn now as well. So, um, just a quick review uh, to the game on Friday night, uh, Under the Lights, uh, live on Sky. Um, for me, uh, it was a good game. Uh, obviously, I will bring in points up to see if anybody else uh, agrees with me as well. Um, Danny? How do you think we did against Birmingham? Yeah, I thought it was a brilliant display, in all honesty. Um, I thought 2-0 really flatters Birmingham. It probably could have been 4 or 5. Um, every man was pretty much 7 out of 10. O'Hare was absolutely fantastic. Um, it just seemed to click, click in the game. The atmosphere was I said earlier on on Twitter, it reminded me of the QPR game last season when we beat QPR 2-0. The atmosphere was fantastic. Um, I think we literally humiliated Black, uh, Birmingham. I said it on Friday. They were just, the whole atmosphere was just incredible, even after the game as well. Um, no complaints if we play like that every week. Um, so, yeah, really happy with the performance. No negatives for me, really. That, that's unusual for you, Danny. Very unusual. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Mark, was you was you surprised? Obviously, we, we, we found out a little bit before that, obviously, Godden, um, congratulations to Godden, by the way, for, for his birth of his second child. Um, was you surprised 
that Sims did start or whether he started Hadji right up front? Was you surprised by the lineup or pretty much what you thought it would be? Um, I think not really. I think it's, it's kind of what I expected it to be once once the news of of God and um, becoming a father again. Obviously, congratulations to him and, and his family on, on that. Not, you know, I wasn't really overly surprised. I felt looking back to the Ipswich game, I felt right up front on his own didn't necessarily work out that well. I didn't think he held the ball up particularly well. Well, um, so I think, I mean. I think in the cameo appearances that Sims has come on, I think he's done pretty well. We got obviously involved in the goal at Ipswich, uh, last literally last kick of the game, and yeah, I, I thought I thought yeah, he had to start for me, in my opinion. Okay, obviously we we have to mention um, O'Hare. Um, was it obviously looking back now? Obviously hindsight's a great thing, Glenn. Do you think it was the right thing to do in starting O'Hare? Yeah, I think we saw glimmers against Ipswich that he was getting back to some semblance of form and he carried it on. And I'd argue that is arguably one of his best cough performances. It's probably in the top three that I can think of. I think the only other game off the top of my head I think he come close to performance-wise was when, when he scored twice against Sheffield United and we beat him 4-1 at home. That's arguably one of the best games I've seen in both of us. And he had loads of chances. And he actually hit the target, which is his probably main flaw. But some of the link-up play and him and Tats and he linked up well with Bidwell. He, find, he finds those pockets of space, a bit like Hamer did. And I'm starting to think now, signing O'Hare to a new deal is probably going to be our best bit of business we can do in January. Because I think if he carries on that level of performance and gets better, he's probably going to be the X factor that we've been missing for the majority of the season. I thought, he, I thought he links up well. He'll play the sort of balls that right in Sims like. And yeah, it was um, it was really good. And yeah, I enjoyed it. As Danny and Mark said, you can't really pick fault with any of them performance-wise. I thought there was a little spell where we let Blues come back into the game. But realistically, did they force Collins to make any real, real good, good saves? Any real, like, clear-cut chances? And we had loads. And like, some of the football we played was absolutely out this world. The move where we set Sheath through and he just got blocked and then the ball that Tatsu played to put right in, that was just a different level and yeah, it was it's, it was back to, uh, to I think the only performance I could match it up to was that spell we played when we played Swansea last season, you know, when we were 3-0 up against them and we were really on fire. It was like that, yeah. O'Hare was brilliant. You can tell uh, listening to him after the game he was so buzzing and I'm so delighted for him that he got that that moment with us. And he's ironically the last scale goal he scored for us was against Blues when he did the iconic glasses celebration. So yeah, it's kind of full circle that he comes back and scores two against Blues. Yeah. Look, I'm gonna be I am gonna do a little bit of a management sandwich, you know, where where we do um I'm gonna put the positives, but I am gonna do a few well, not a few, but a couple of negatives in there, really. Just because, um, for me, again, I don't know if, you know, if one of you three or anybody else on here agrees or disagrees with me, but it's the work that Hadji and Sims does off the ball. Not necessarily when they've got the ball, because I think that will come. Um, but for me, I don't think they work the defenders enough. Um, Sims, you know, if you look at what, um, 
Sakamoto does. And somebody's disagreeing with me there. You're welcome to come on. Uh, ask and I'll uh, and I'll let you on as a speaker. Um, but I I just think that they can work a little bit harder off the ball for me. Uh, like I said, when they've got the ball, I think the goals will come. Uh, I've got no no doubts about that really. But do you think that they need to work a little bit harder off the ball? We'll go with Mark first. I think it's just a case of certainly what I noticed with Sims was he doesn't read the play very well. He doesn't anticipate what's going to happen next. I think I, I think people there's a common sort of criticism of Sims where people say he's a bit slow. I just think he just needs to be a little bit. He needs to think a little bit quicker. I think I just think he's a bit. He doesn't read the game pretty well for me, and and then I think that's where he needs to improve. Is 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 just that being one or two steps ahead of the play and and, and making that run and and doing something different. I feel he's a bit he's a bit too easy to play against from a defensive point of view. Um, actually, right. I think um, he, he he showed glimpses. I think of what he can do. Obviously, um, he had a sh- had that fierce shot, which was saved uh, by Ruddy in, in, in his in his in, in the mush, so to speak. And it's a bit unlucky, but um, not. I think I, I think Wright still still got work to do to to get to you know the level that we want him to be at. You know, because obviously we've, we've spent seven million pounds on him, and we've spent quite a bit of money on Sims and. They haven't really delivered really yet, but I think that's probably the missing part pieces of the jigsaw, so to speak. We just need to get them firing, and and I just feel it's just the, it's the movement off the ball for me, particularly in Sims's case. I feel it needs to improve. It's just yeah, he just doesn't replay, and by the time he receives the ball, it's almost like the, the defender's onto him. He loses possession, and the, the crowd are on his back. So that's just something I noticed from the game on, on Friday night. Yeah, I, ju- I just think I just think sometimes that maybe. Uh, you're probably right in what you're saying, Mark, that um, they're, they're a little bit slow. I just think when you've got somebody like, you know, Jamie Allen, O'Hare, Sakamoto, that can play these quick one-twos and quick balls because they've already thought about what's going on ahead, they're just reacting a little bit too slow. Would you agree with that, Glenn? Um, I think, yeah, it's a fair comment. I, I think Roy does put himself about and trap back. I think the weakness is he can get bullied. I think Blues left a few on him. And as good as the ref was, I think there was a few times where he got absolutely clattered by the Blues centre-halves and he probably should have got a free kick. There was one where he got absolutely smashed after the ball went and he missed it, um, the ref did. But yeah, I think the problem is, would Vic get bullied like that? No. I think Sims doesn't get bullied as much. I think a lot of the time they do look for runs, Sims and Wright, and they don't get the ball. Um... And I think that's also then plays into their minds a bit. But I, I think Sims Sims did a good job. Um, he's unlucky. He would have probably had a good chance if he hadn't got pulled down. He he should have... Well, he was very unlucky with the one O'Hare scored off because I think he just, just studied it and just didn't get any connection on it. But he's, he, he just needs a run of games. I think he'll, he'll get better if every game he plays with and gets more used to it. I think having O'Hare... In the team and Tats will probably help him because they will play the more forward balls. But yeah, I think the only thing I'd say is, did Vic really run round and chase and harry you that much? I don't. I don't think he did. I think he bullied people, but I don't think he was the best at pressing. Personally, from my memory. Um, so yeah, I just think we're probably. 
being ultra critical, but we, we can be because we're winning. And, and the scary thing is there is areas we can improve. I, I think we overplayed. I don't think we shot enough. I think Jamie Allen needs to shoot more and he can shoot. And he, he too often we look for the pass. But I think right, right is just a confidence thing. He tries, he, do you know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of Thierry Henry. He tries to finish every ball like Thierry Henry, like place it. Whereas Sims tends to go for power. And I think Sims needs to place more shots. And I think Roy occasionally needs to just blast it. And I think if they do just change it ever so slightly, they both get goals. But I think Sims needs a run now. Give him a run of games. Godden's at the firing line. You don't change a winning team. And we just carry on and see where we go. Yeah, no, um, I am in an agreement that I think, you know, I think the front three now do need that run of games. I think Sakamoto and Milan um, are starting to form a really, really good partnership down that right-hand side uh, with, you know, the overlapping runs that Milan's done a few times against the one against Preston that ended up Hadji obviously scoring. Um, and the um, and obviously, we, I think we got close uh, against Birmingham as well, doing the, doing a similar thing. I think you know credit where credit's due. Um, I think we've got to credit the back, you know, Bidwell again, um, and the back five for another clean sheet. You know, I think they're all working really, really hard. Um, and I'm I'm getting you know I'm get I am getting more and more impressed with Sakamoto with his work rate and what he's doing. Um, and and you know and that one turn that he did that absolutely annihilated uh, Buchanan down that right hand, down his left hand side, you know, he, he left him for absolute dust, it was beautiful to see, um, you know I mean, he is getting better and better and for me he was man of the match, who was your man of the match Danny? You've got to give it to O'Hare, haven't you two, two goals um, he was pressing a lot and what's good with, with O'Hare, I don't know if you know is that when he's not playing Nobody wants the ball off a throw-in, but as soon as he plays, he wants it all the time off a throw. Um, I like what you said. He he had shots, and there were I think he had five shots in the game, but he had that other good shot when he was on target, um, and just he was fantastic. I didn't like Glenton. It was probably one of the best performances I've seen from him. Um, and I got a message earlier on from a group chat, and he was quite right, really, saying is O'Hare's the missing Jenga piece. Because we all say all season we've got a good team, and it's it's just that link link up between sort of the midfield and strikers, which could change us massively. And O'Hare could be that piece. Um, and with a couple of more couple more coming in in January, I think we have we have got a decent side. But O'Hare is just is passion at the end. It was just on it, just brilliant to see him score. But I noticed the, when he was scoring, he wasn't doing his knee slide. He probably didn't want to risk any injury or something, but... It's probably it not just... allowed. He'll get the fine or something. I know. It was just oh, just absolute quality. He just didn't think he could... After that long out with an injury and things like that, to come back with that performance. But we just need to manage him correctly. I don't want us to be flogging him to death for the next sort of four or five months. Just manage him carefully. And we, we've got a player there who... Hopefully, he, I think he was saying he hasn't been offered a new contract yet. Let's hope we can try and give him a contract that works for both of us, even if it's a sort of a short-term deal, because um, he's certainly he's certainly massive for us if we can keep him fit. 
yeah, we yeah we we definitely obviously we definitely want to keep him. Yeah, I think you're right. He is that whether is that missing link completely, but I think he does things that nobody else in our side really does. I think we were all hoping that you know Casey would be that missing piece really, and I think he will be once he's back fully fit. But with O'Hare there, you know we can manage Casey a little bit more as well, and we haven't got to rush him back too much. Um, Mark, sorry, Glenn, do you think that um, Mark Robbins was right in not making one single substitution? I would have personally liked to have seen him take a hair off and give Yari a run out, and I would have probably put Lackey on and close the game out. I did, all, I did actually say to Dad there was an argument of sticking McFazdin on when they were going a bit more direct and going to the back five and just dealing with the aerial threat. I just worried that we were going to give them one chance and they'd get it back in the game and might nick something. But I guess the thing was, we've got an extra day on Southampton and we play them on Wednesday. He's got the luxury that he can probably could possibly leave Alan out and bring Eccles back in. He could bring Latty in if he wanted to go a bit more defensive on it. Um, so, yeah, he has got the ability that he can freshen it up during the game, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, I think... I think we go as strong as we can on Wednesday and then we make a decision what we do against Leeds. Um, but yeah, I, I was surprised. I thought we might have done it, but I guess 2-0 is always a tricky score. And O'Hare was such, having such a good game, really. I think the only one I think might have been slightly off it was Sheaf. Um, but going back to O'Hare, what, what do you guys think is the max wage we'd offer him? I mean, do we offer him 20 grand and, and just offer him a new contract till the end of next season? Um, with a lot of gentlemen's agreement saying, look, if anyone comes in in the summer, we'll let you go. Because he's kind of doing the role in that midfield three that Hamer did for us last season, I think. For me, I just... I think I think we've got to be careful with the... If we're going to do sort of a gentleman's agreement, if you like. I think it's got to be the right club. Um I think you've you, you know you've got to offer him twenty twenty five. You know we saw the issue that we had with Hamer, um, and I just think you've kind of we've got to be sensible, obviously. Um, but you know, look, he's he's showing why why he's going to be worth the money and worth keeping, isn't he? You know, with the two goals and he's look. I said that you're you're not going to see the best of him until sort of February next year, really, because of. The, you know, the injury that he had and is coming back from. But I just think, I just think you've kind of got to offer him what he wants. And if the right club comes along, um, you know, he, um, we, uh, we wish him all the best sort of thing. But I, I, I still think that he wants to stay. He loves the club. Uh, I think you can see that, that he's got passion. And his passion's infectious. You saw what, you know, Milan and, and Sakamoto jumping up and down together and hugging each other and, you know, I don't think I really saw that at the start of the season. Um, but I think with O'Hare coming back, you know, is is infectious with with his passion and his drive for the club. With and it, I think it's it's definitely rubbing off because I do feel that they are more. There's a more togetherness with the squad, and you know, I think Danny did a tweet um, after Friday as well. It might have been Saturday morning, saying. Uh, you know, you look at the strength, the squat, the uh, the bench that we had as well. We didn't even have Matty Godden on the bench, and it was still looking, you know, um, really, really strong. 
I think one change that might have happened is Sims might have come off for Godden if Godden was there and available because we didn't even have a striker on the bench. Uh, but I think look, going on to um, on to Wednesday a little bit, um, I, I think Sims needs to stay in the side. I think he needs that run and, and that confidence and you might see the best of him. Do you agree with that, Mark? Yeah, I agree with that, yeah. Um, because... You know, I just think what it's, it's not it's not great for his his confidence if he's constantly getting the constantly tops and change the side. And when we've obviously come off a two 0 win, so why would you change the team? Really, is what I would say. So, yeah, I think I think I'd keep him for Southampton. Uh, I'd imagine that Godden will probably be on the bench for this one. So, you know that that that's possibly a tactical change that Robbins may may think about you know in the second half depending on the situation of the game and if we're trading um but i think for for the start of the game i would i would start with uh, Ellis sims 100% Paul, lewis is just coming in how did you find the game on oh it looks great oh it looks great oh it looks great oh Okay. <laughs> Alex, thoughts of the game yesterday. Okay, I'm just going to remove him because he sounds like he's live somewhere and we can't really hear him. Um, come back when you're in a bit of a quieter place, Lewis, and we'll, uh, we'll put you back on. Um, so, yeah, so on to um, clean sheets. Then are you happy with the defence and how the defence is looking? Yeah, I, I, I am personally. I thought, um, I mean, Glenn said that um, Brad Collins didn't have much to, to say, but he did. He did make one really good save in the second half. From memory, where he tips, tipped a shot over for for a corner, and seeing the replay, it was a really good save because I was just going in the top corner and he just got his fingertip and pushed it out. But um, I thought, I think, with the exception of the Ipswich game, we've actually what we've kept. So three or four clean sheets now, um, which has been really, really good to see. And particularly at home, we've only conceded what seven home seven home goals all season. And um, and since switching formation, we haven't conceded a home goal. So so far, of course, you know, obviously we've got uh, Southampton to come, but you know, it's looking good. I think there's a good understanding between Kitchen, Thomas, and, and Collins. Um, obviously, they know each other from playing at Barnsley. But you know what? I think the one thing I want to add from the game was Jamie Allen. I know, I know um, O'Hare gets applauded, but Jamie Allen, Allen for me was absolutely superb in this game. You look at the number of times when Bowman did attack, he would track back, he get a tackle in, stop the attack, and start and start and starts the attack for us. And he did that time and time again on Friday night, and I thought Allen for me was absolutely superb. I, I'd go as far as say that was his best game for the club, certainly this season. He was absolutely superb. And I think it's not just about defence, it's about how he defends a team. And Alan's um, defensive play in particular for me was was fantastic to see. And, you know, that, that in my opinion, that's a, it's, it's good. He's got to stay in the team. I wouldn't even think about bringing Eccles back. Not that I don't think Eccles done a lot wrong, but I just think Alan's performance um, kind of typified, you know, the team, typified, you know, how hard we were working as a team to, to nullify the attack. So, you know, for me, he he was very close to being my man of the match, but probably Alan uh, O'Hare for me just tips it for me. 
yeah, you know, it's it's just good to see. Now, obviously, the games are coming, you know, thick and fast. We, we have got hard games coming up. And um, do you think it warrants, obviously, I, I know we don't want to sort of start taking players in and out for the sake of it, but do you think it warrants any changes in any department, whether that's defence or, or attack? Um, not really, no. I mean, the thing, the thing, this is the reason why I feel this formation works is that you could say it's a 4 3 3, but it could also be a 4 5 1. And what it allows it to do is, is the likes of Sakamoto and Hadji Wright. What I feel that they are doing quite well is they are tracking back and helping out the fullbacks, they're helping out Jake Bidwell, they're helping out uh, Van Ayavac, and it's making it difficult. I thought. Van Ervac and, and Sakamoto as a combination did a really good job on, on Dembele because I felt if Birmingham were going to hurt us on Friday, it was through Dembele on the left-hand side because he was quite p- pacey, quite trickery, and I felt he could have caused the problem, but I felt we looked good. So I think formation-wise, I don't pers- I wouldn't personally change it. He could go a bit negative and go maybe an extra man in midfield and drop, drop and you know, you could say really harshly drop O'Hare, but I would I would not advocate that. I would keep the same team, the same formation, um, because it has it has yielded some really good results. So why would you change a winning team is what I would say. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. Uh, we are going to have a Saints fan on shortly. Uh, I think Mark's organised that. So while we're waiting for him to come on, I'll just go through some of the messages that we've had. Wes has said, Hadji misses a chance and his head drops for him. Uh, he's also said, uh, has anyone else noticed uh, since Wilson has been dropped, he is very quiet on Coven scene? Yeah, I have noticed that, to be fair. Uh, a lot of coming from Wes. Um, glad, I got, <laughs> glad I got Mark his own show on Friday before the game. Um, and he said, evening, lads. Happy Danny. Uh, no, I know, yeah, happy Danny, no way Everyone's surprised uh, Brando said £7 million is peanuts in this day and age uh, Scott said, I think having Sims up top Allowed more room for midfield As Mark Robbins said, he occupied two centre-backs a lot of the time Yeah, I'll probably agree with that as well, to be fair um, Don't uh, I just don't think you understand Obviously the Calamo hair song Brando said again and then Daz has said, uh, Wednesday, we ain't, ain't going to get much of the ball. Um, yeah, I'll probably agree with that uh, to a certain extent. I think they are going to uh, probably hold more of the ball with more possession, but hopefully we can hit them on the counter-attack. Uh, again, I'm in agreement with Mark and probably Danny and Glenn to say that we don't change a winning side. Uh, the bench just looks stronger with... Um, with Godwin coming back onto it, and it just gives gives us that that option. Um, Danny, do you think that calls for any changes, or again, would you keep the same side? Um, I think Robin's mentioned a, a week or so ago. We don't know what people's fitness is like, in all honesty. Um, so I think there could be changes. It was good. I think he didn't make any changes on Friday because you've got Eccles, Latte. Um, you've got De Silva, um, Oyari. You've got a couple of people there that are probably raring to go, uh, but we don't know about fitness levels. And you've got you've got a game Saturday, you've got a game Wednesday, you've got a game Saturday. 
You got a game on against Sunderland the week after. You then go into a busy Christmas period as well. Then you're playing on New Year's Day, FA Cup. You need to be careful because you keep basically flogging these players to death. You pick injuries up. So we need to be careful and not just... I wouldn't change formation, but potentially on Wednesday, they've got a couple of nippy players. So I don't know, would he bring the silver in? I'm not sure, but... It's all right playing the same players, but one of the, when one of them players picks up a hamstring injury or a, a pulled muscle, then everyone's saying, "Why are we not making changes?" So, I think there will there could be a couple, and we we just need to be careful. But I actually think Wednesday is our best chance of winning out of the next three games, and I'm I don't know why, and it, I might be wrong next week, but I am really confident we win Wednesday. I have one of these moments every season where I think we're going to... It was Sheffield United, I think, a couple of seasons ago, where I was adamant all week we'd beat them. And I'm mega confident we beat Southampton. I'm not I'm not afraid of them at all. Any team's beatable in this league. I don't see any reason why we can't beat them. Yeah, I, look, I'm not, I'm not as confident as you. I think we can get something potentially. Uh, but it is very unlike you to uh, to be this confident. And, you know, if it's the same as Sheffield United, uh, Danny, then uh, then hopefully we uh, we can win 4-1 as well. Just before we get Mark back on and just before the um, Southampton uh, fan comes on as well, whenever he comes in, uh, just so you know uh, where you can find us, uh, you can find us on WhatsApp, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. Obviously, we are on X as well. We're in Fan Hub as well, so you can click on them and, and listen to other podcasts. Wherever you get your podcasts from, like Spotify, Amazon uh, and iTunes, we're on them as well. Uh, obviously, we've got our YouTube channel, so if you can go and like and subscribe, it will be much appreciated. If you've seen on our links as well at the moment, uh, Look Sports Media, their awards are coming out and they're on there to nominate uh, your favourite content creators. If you, if you don't mind... You can always vote for us, but obviously you are. There are other options out there as well. Um, so yeah, obviously we've got, um, in my opinion, uh, on there as well, along with our John Williams interview that we did. Um, I do, in my opinion, every other week. So there won't be one this week, but there will be one uh, the week after. But yeah, please go and like and subscribe to anything that we do. Mark, do you want to come back in then? Mark, do you want to come in? Yeah, sorry, Stuart, I, was, I mute myself. Uh, just let you know, Glenn's now uh, arrived as a speaker for the Southampton fans. So, um, oh, so... oh, okay. Oh, is it Glenn, is it? Sorry, yeah, thank you. Hi, Glenn, you okay, buddy? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I hear you loud and clear. Good thank stuff. you very much. Um, yeah, so going obviously into uh, Wednesday's game, how, how are you guys feeling your side? Well, we're... On a long unbeaten run now, uh, 12 games, which, bearing in mind before this season, we'd been really crap for about three years. So it's uh, it's been nice to, um, you know, to, to have a few games where, you know, we've been on the right side of results. Um, we're not, I would say, playing brilliantly. Um, we don't have enough goal threat in, in a number of our games. Um, but we have, in the main, been been getting over the line in games with uh, a lot of late winners, 
um, a lot of sort of like narrow victories um, where we've we've scored and then and then managed to hold out. I'm sure you saw our game on on Saturday didn't quite go to plan. We were we were very comfortable one nil up against Watford, but because we're not killing teams off, we're always susceptible to the um, the kind of thing that happened on Saturday, which was basically a long ball, a bit of bad defending, and then a goalkeeping mistake. So uh, so it's been it's been good. There's been a lot of change um, in our team. Obviously, uh, having got relegated last year, a lot of people have left. Completely different style of football we're trying to play. So, I think if you'd if you'd asked most Saints fans, um, if you'd offered them the position we're in at the start of the season, um, I think we'd have we'd have quite happily taken it. I think it's been um, we're quite a long way behind the sort of like two automatic promotion places at the moment because those two teams, Leicester and Ipswich, have made a sort of like championship record starts. So I'm led to believe the um, the amount of points that those two have got, but. Uh, but uh, we've got a decent amount of points, and uh, and and things are things are okay at the moment. But we we could do with uh, clicking into a higher gear with regards to our goal scoring to um, to uh, make a challenge for those top two. Yeah, has has expectations sort of changed, or has reality kicked in a little bit that the championship's a little bit harder? Where did you see yourselves at the start of the season to where you are now? Uh, well, to be honest, I've. We've been so crap for so long. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't just last year where we, we wrote the book on how to get relegated. Um, and we were absolutely shocking from uh, from first to last last season. The previous year, we just about kept our head above water. Uh, every time we looked like going into the bottom three, we, we sort of won a game and managed to keep out of it. And the season before that, we didn't win a game after Christmas, hardly. So it's, it's been a long time that we've not been very good. So um, I'm... Um, fairly long in the tooth, I think is a way of putting it. I'm 55, so I've seen, I've seen quite a lot. I'm not very reactive to, um, you know, sudden sudden changes. You get a lot of um, a lot of younger fans who are, you know, they they they're used to the team sort of like only being in the Premier League. So this is this is their first, um, first experience of the of the team being in the Championship. So I knew it was going to be difficult, and I knew that we had a lot of changes to make. Um, you know, within our squad and within the way we played. So um, we've actually had a better start than I I thought we would. Um, it, you know, I, I thought we'd be the sort of team that will be will be hoping to get in a playoff place, place sort of hanging around mid-table and hoping to make a late run for the playoffs. But we've actually done better than I thought we would. Okay, fair enough. Obviously, you lost your... Uh, your captain and and you know your your hero if you like and <laughs> yeah. Ward Prowse. Um, you have got the likes of you know Shea Adams and Adam Armstrong, who obviously we we all know from having them on loan, um, obviously many seasons ago when uh, Tony Mowbray was here. Yeah. Um, who who do you think is sort of the next one coming up? Apart from the names that we've just said, who do you think's the uh, the player that we need to be looking out for the most? Um. It's difficult to say. Those two are the are the you know the main goal threats we've got. We've also had um, Charlie Alcaraz, young Argentinian player, who he's he's a bit hit and miss. Um, he was absolutely terrible against Watford and got substituted at half time. But he's uh, he's made quite a lot of difference in um, in games that he's played this season. So he's one to look out for. Um, in the wide positions, um, the one who's likely to play is probably Ryan Fraser, who is 
you know, he's a he's a Premier League level footballer, but he's um he's not played much over the last two or three seasons for for various reasons, and he's he's shown flashes of being very good, but he does tend to drift in and out of games. Um, the the main strength in our team, the, the way we play, I, I heard someone mention it earlier on, was the way we keep the ball. So we we kind of average usually sixty five to seventy percent possession. Now the problem. The problem from my point of view with that is that we don't create enough chances um, for that amount of possession. Um, you know, hence what I was talking about earlier. We can we can sometimes we struggle to put teams away, um, but we do frustrate the hell out of teams, and they um, and and it does tend to work very well in away games because that you know the simple reason that the, the crowd begins to get on the home team back and, and the home team have got a choice they do they either sort of press high up the pitch and try and knock us out of our stride sort of thing or do they sort of just defend 30 yards from their goal and and try and hit us on the break uh, we've seen both this season um but as we've got better at keeping the ball as the season has gone on tended to find more teams have been sitting right back against us especially at st mary's so it'd be interesting to see how um how much coventry fancy trying to press us in our half and uh that should, uh, you know, that will um, that will shape the style of the game. Yeah, how where where do you see the game being sort of won and lost on either side? Really, where do you see the the, the main the main areas, if you like? Well, with us, it's just a case of does does the front line fire? If if the front line fires, if Shea Adams and Adam Armstrong are firing, then. You know, you've got to have an answer to um, to to stop in those two because they are a handful when they're playing well. They're not always playing well. Shea Adams has been, he was really good at the start of the season, got three goals in three games. Um, a sort of move to the Premier League fell through on deadline day because Everton didn't have any money. And, um, and uh, ever since then, he's been dreadful. Um, you know, he's looked like he's been wearing trampolines for football boots. Balls just been bouncing off him. He's not looked interested. He scored against Watford the weekend. He's the sort of player that has always scored in streaks. So, you know, nothing for 15 games and then he'll score six and six. So my personal feeling is that he will, he will start the game as, as the number nine and you'll, you'll have to deal with him. And for Coventry to win the game, You've got to, I think, stay in it. You know, you, if you go one nil down, you've got to just stay in the game because we just have this habit of coughing up a goal somehow. We always seem to find a way of coughing goals up. We don't keep many clean sheets, um, and it, I think it's it's just a case of how brave how brave Coventry want to be with um, with their pressing, how aggressive they want to be. But uh, but but there's certainly no reason as the as the home team, why um, why Coventry shouldn't go into this game thinking they can win? Yeah, it's, to be fair, look, it's funny that you said um, that if we go one nil down, the thing is, if we go one nil down, we struggle to actually uh, come back and draw games and especially win games. We're not very good at that at the moment. Not like a few seasons ago where it was uh, it was our trait to do it. Um, Danny, Mark, have you got any questions for Glenn? Um, do you do you expect um, Russell Martin to make any changes ahead of the game after yesterday's draw at Watford? Uh, I do, I do, because we um, we made a change at half time, uh, took off the Argentinian lad and put Ryan Fraser on and, and played 
a more conventional 4-3-3 where we had two wide men as opposed to um, like a false nine and, and two wide strikers. And that seemed to suit us pretty well. So I expect Ryan Fraser to start up front with Adams in the middle, Adam Armstrong playing off the right-hand side. Um, midfield, we had an injury, uh, sorry, an illness before the game. Flynn Downs, who's been a, a vitally important player for us, he's the main sort of defensive midfielder. He um, He missed the game at quite short notice against Watford. Um, he apparently will be back, so he, w- he will certainly start the game, which gives me a lot more confidence because we lost control of the midfield in a couple of occasions against Watford, and uh, that doesn't happen when he's there. So he'll he'll come back in, but the, the back four and the goalkeeper are settled, and they are getting better all the time. So I, don't, I, th- yeah, so I can see two changes, Fraser and Downs coming in, probably for Joe Aribo, and Charlie Alcaraz. Um, another player really impressed me is Small. I think Smallbone. Yeah. Um, how's he? How's he? Oh, well, Smallbone was on. Um, he he'd reached about twenty three. I think he's about twenty three years old, and he'd had a bad injury, and hadn't sort of like forced his way into the the Premier League side. So he got he got loaned out to Stoke last season and did quite well. Did a bit of sort of growing up as a footballer. Um, came back to us at the start of this year and he kind of benefited from Ward-Prowse leaving because he's kind of taken that spot in the team, sort of right side midfield-ish. Um, Smallbone's a great player when we're on top, which, you know, because we keep possession well, we are a lot of the time. He's a very good passer of the ball, um, can pass short and long, gets into the box and scores goals. However, if the other team gets about us, starts getting tackles in, um, or breaks on us, then he, he can be a bit of a liability when we haven't got possession. Um, he's one of he's one of these players I've never actually seen him sprint. I, I'd love to know what his sprint stats are in training because I've just never seen him do it. He, he relies on, you know, the playing the game in his head and um, and having a brain and, and knowing where he should be. But occasionally he gets caught out of position and there's just no sort of like, pace to get back so he, he needs to work on that side of the game toughen himself up a bit get a bit stronger but there's there's potential there but I think he's one of these sort of you know late developing players I think you, you might see a different player when he's sort of 26 27 um, and he may be good enough to play at Premier League level someday for someone I don't know anyone else but uh, but yeah he's, he's he's a player at the moment where he he does some good things but he usually is you know when we're trying to hold on to a lead or something, um, he tends to be the one that gets substituted about 65, 70 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he played against us for Stoke last season when they beat us four 0 and I thought he was a really, really good player. So yeah, I was that's kind of re- reason behind the question. Um, who, who? I mean, from a Saints point of view, who do you fear? You know, on Wednesday, you know, from from a cough point of view, and have you seen many cough games this season? Um, I saw your first game of the season against Leicester where I thought you were a really good side um, and I thought you deserved to win that game. And it was it was annoying because, you know, I'm getting used to not being in the in the in the Premier League. And it's and it's great because the supporters you talk to, they don't have that level of arrogance that when you talk to someone from Man United or, you know, Tottenham, Liverpool, whatever, it just got so, so boring talking to people like that. Uh, where I'm going with this is that Leicester are the exception. So I was I was delighted to see 
Coventry play so well in the first game against Leicester, and I really hoped you'd win. And it was really annoying <laughs> that um, that you managed to sort of find a way to lose that game when you re- really should have been out of sight. So that's really the only the only game apart from highlights that I've seen Coventry play. Um, and I I thought from that game that yeah your kind of league position would be higher. Um, and I know you had a bit of a bit of a bad run that you've now corrected and have, have started winning a few games. So uh, so I'm. Uh, you know, and, and and you'll be one of the teams in that sort of middle group in the championship who are looking to uh, sneak into the playoffs at the end of the season. But uh, but to be honest, I mean the only the only player um, I know a little bit about is Ellis Sims. He played for Everton against us last season, and from what I remember, he'd scored a load of goals in Everton's age group sides. And because Everton were really struggling up front with Calvert Lewin being injured all the time. They were, you know, their fans were sort of like calling for him to come in. But on, on the, the games I saw him play, he didn't quite look um, Premier League level, though he did look a big, you know, a big handful. So he'll be he'll be one that, you know, if he plays, will will cause us problems. Um, I've seen Hadji Wright playing for playing for the good old US of A, um, but I'm I'm not quite sure about him. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not quite sure. Sort of like what his what his level is and what his um, what his ceiling is, whether he's uh, going to turn into uh, turn into a really good player or not. But uh, but the the honest and truthful answer is is that I don't know too much about um, about Coventry's side at the moment. Okay, fair enough. Uh, just before we uh, we let you go, um, can I edge you for a prediction? Um, we've just done our our total science podcast so i'll uh i'll go with the with the same thing i said on there in that i i, I see quite a tight game um i i think you know your defensive record is is pretty good so i'm going to go for a quite a quite a similar um game to the one we had at the weekend against watford but uh i'm i'm going to be optimistic uh from our point of view and uh, say we'll hold out this time and win one nil Fair enough. Thank you very much. Thanks very much for coming on. Uh, can you just let us know where uh, we can find you and what you guys do? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm involved with Total Saints Podcast. Um, um, Total Saints Pod, I think, is the the Twitter handle. We've been going for about four years now, and we're all over. So we we record live on a on a Sunday night, and the audio goes out on Monday. Um, we've got a very enthusiastic guy who does all the the social media and stuff like that that I can't be bothered to do, and it's 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 great for me. I'll just turn up for an hour once a week and talk rubbish about football, which, um, as I'm sure you um, have probably got a flavour for already, I, I can do all day. So um, yeah, so happy days. I enjoy doing that. Um, it's been a bit of a challenge over the last um, three years because it's just been um, continually trying to find new ways of saying we were crap. <laughs> <laughs> without repeating myself but uh but no it's been uh, it's been fun this season and I'm uh, I'm thoroughly enjoying uh, this season being in the championship I have to say good well good luck for the rest of the season Thank obviously you. apart Same from to you. Wednesday yep uh so yeah uh, feel free to stay on um if you want to uh, and have a listen at whatever else we uh, we ramble on about yeah no worries uh, but thanks ever so much Glenn thanks for coming on buddy. you're welcome thanks Glenn thank you uh, right, so uh, obviously we've spoken about the uh, the Southampton game. Uh, we have got another game before we um, 
we do another X space and that's Leeds. So with that in mind for the last sort of 10 minutes, uh, I will come back to predictions for the Southampton game. But uh, before we uh, we sort of come to a close on everything, barring any sort of injuries or suspensions, which obviously we can't uh, foresee uh, on Wednesday, uh, do you think it's going to be pretty much the same sort of side or what do you think is going to happen for the Leeds game? Uh, Danny or Mark, sorry. Um, I think it's I think it's a bit early to say at the moment. I think it depends, obviously, the outcome of, of uh, Wednesday's game and injury suspensions. I think if, um, if there's no injury suspensions... I wouldn't be surprised if he goes more defensive for Leeds and goes with an extra midfielder. Maybe go maybe a four-five-one, maybe um, because realistically, Leeds Leeds away is a very difficult game, and I think probably our best chance of winning at Leeds is to try and just 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 frustrate them and, and keep it nil-nil as long as we can do, and try and nick a goal. It would be my way, um, but um, yeah, that, that's probably the way I'd go. But Mark Robbins, you know, might probably will do something completely different. So, it, it, you know, it, it, anything could happen, really. But that's what I would do, personally. OK, Danny? Yeah, I think it all depends on Wednesday's game. I think Wednesday's game's the... Like I said, it, to me, that's the most winnable game. I, I, if I'm being negative, I, I I can't see us getting anything at Leeds, to be perfectly honest. I, I think we'll, we'll lose 3-1, three, 4-1. Three, one, um, Southampton at home Wednesday with, with a packed stadium uh, Wednesday night game under the lights try and put as strong a side out as possible um, and I think we can get something but Leeds I, I can see nothing I think the multiple changes for that game to be honest I, we just need to be realistic OK so out of the next three games then obviously Southampton uh, Leeds and Sunderland. How many points are you expecting, Mark? Um, I'm going to say four at next three games. I think, I think we can. I think Southampton. I, I went for two-two draw, which uh, will surprise a lot of people that I like to sit on the fence. So I went for two-two that game. Uh, Leeds. I can't see us getting anything that game. I think we'll lose probably two or three nil. Um, I actually think we can get a result at Sunderland. Um, I think out of the three games, I think that's the game. I think they're a bit hit and miss at home, and obviously, okay, they've, they've changed manager and they got they got a good result yesterday, but um, they're a bit hit and miss as I say. So I think we're capable of going to Sunderland and getting a result. So I'm, I'm going to go for four four points out of nine. Okay, Glenn, how do you feel we're going to get and what we're going to get over the next three games? I could see us winning all three. I think you can make arguments against each of the opposition that they have weaknesses. I think Southampton have conceded in 17 games out of 21 this season. So they've only kept four clean sheets. So they do give up goals. Um, Leeds. They are good at home, but they can see goals at home. And they have weaknesses in the team. I think we can get at them, especially out wide. 
Um, and Glenn, sorry, mate, your connection's really, really bad. Is there anywhere else in your house you can? They tend to just out. They tend to be. I think we've just I think we've just lost Glenn. Uh, while we're waiting for somebody to come back, I'll just go through another few um, messages that we've had. Wes has said he'd be happy with two draws in the next two games. Um, said that one. Sorry, apologies. I'm just scrolling down. Um, uh, Daily Brand, who I think is. Uh, a, um, a Southampton fan said, "Will Eccles be back?" Uh, I don't. Well, it depends on which way um, Mark Robbins wants to go, but possibly yes, um, he uh, he may be back. But again, it depends on which way Robbins wants to go with that central uh, three. There were a few other messages, so apologies for that. Now I can't see any. So, oh, hold on. Uh, 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 uh. Where are you? Where are you? Wes has said uh, two draws, one win. Uh, the win against Sunderland. Mark Strong, thank you, Mark, for coming on. Uh, sorry, Mr. Strong uh, said I'd take two points from the next three. Um, so yeah, um, so we're all we're all looking quite positive, um, I think, really. So just before we finish off, then, uh, Danny, can I get a prediction off you for Wednesday, please? Cough to win 2 now. Lovely. Mark? Uh, I'm going to sit on the fence on this one and go for a draw. 2-2, two, two, is that, mate? Yeah, it's 2-2. Yeah, two, two, two. OK. Uh, Glenn? Glenn, can you hear me? He's come off. No, he's gone, I think. Uh, any goal scorers marking that for you? Um, I'm going to go with Hadji Wright and Sakamoto. Okay. Danny, any goal scorers for you? Uh, O'Hare and Sakamoto. Uh, my sort of prediction for the next three games, although I've predicted us to win on Wednesday, any return out of these three games is will be good because they're all three games we could we could potentially lose. So any any point we can get in these three games is massive, in my opinion. Yeah, I totally agree. Look, I'd be out of the next three games, I'll be happy with three points if I'm honest. Um because not many people are going to go to these teams and, and come away with with a lot of things really, I think. I think they're three good sides. Um I know Martin's listening, so I'm gonna um sort of big up his uh, tweet league as well. Um, so if anybody wants to have a go, uh, it's free. Uh, Martin works really hard with another lad um, that does the tweet league. You basically put your predictions in um, and, uh, and you score points and you see where you are at the end of the season. It's pretty much it, I think, isn't it, Martin? Thumbs up if it is. Um, so, yeah, so I'm going to go for a, I'm going to go for a sneaky 1-0 win, I think. I think it's going to be a tight game. Um, and I think we'll, um, we'll we'll come out victorious at home. Uh, we are a different kettle of fish. Um, so yeah, I, th I think we'll be okay. And like I said, I'm going to go for a one nil win. Um, 
and I'm going to go for a Sims goal. Uh, I think I think he'll come off with 20 minutes to go. Godin will come on, but I think he would have done the damage before then. So uh, so hopefully. So just to recap then, uh, where you can find us uh, on WhatsApp, uh, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. Uh, we are on FanHub and we're on other uh, like Spotify, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, the Look Sports Media Awards nominations are out now, so go and nominate for us. But obviously, I know there are other podcasts that you probably listen to, uh, but any nominations that we get is much appreciated. We are on YouTube as well, and we are doing a Leeds preview, which will come out Thursday night on YouTube and then probably Friday morning uh, on Amazon and Spotify and places like that. So feel free, um, feel free to look at that and have a look at that when that comes out. There are the good content on there as well. So please go and like and subscribe. It'd be much appreciated. So saying that, we're nearly at 10 o'clock. So we'll call it a night. Thank you, everyone that's listened. Thank you, anyone that's come on. Glenn from the Saints podcast. Danny, Mark and Glenn. Much appreciated. And thank you all for listening. Uh, and, um, and yeah, play up Sky Blues and hope we win on uh, Wednesday. You can also see us in the anecdote before you go. Uh, we'll be there live at the anecdote, either me or Mark. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Final and catch it!